Anthony D'Esposito. Anthony, good morning, pal. How are you? What's up, brother? How are you? How's everything going? Everything is going uh, fantastic. Could not be better, but uh, well, I shouldn't say that. This uh, redistricting thing seems to me to be unconstitutional. Clearly, clearly a political move by the Democrats to screw guys like you, my Republican friends. How do they get away with it, and is it basically done? Uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, listen, it, this is a continuation of the overreach of, of New York Democrats. We saw it begin with cashless bail and criminal justice reform where they want to overhaul our criminal justice system. But one thing that they forgot to do was actually talk to the men and women who are on the streets, you know, taking illegal firearms and dismantling gangs. They forgot to talk to them when they decided to change the laws and, and in, in, in the process handcuffed prosecutors. So that was number one. Then they went on and, and we saw recently over the last 18 months they wanted to take away local uh, zoning from municipalities so that they can, you know, build up communities into high rises. We've seen it with congestion pricing. I mean, it just goes on and on. And, and, and they realize that the, the pendulum is swinging. And even registered Democrats are sick of the progressive far left policies that you and I talk about every single day. Um, these people want safe communities. They want affordable communities. They want to be able to go to work in New York City and not have to worry about being thrown in front of a train. So th- th- the fact is, is that the Democrats can't beat us in the ballot box. So they're doing all they can to beat us in, in a courtroom. And, you know, Governor Hochul and, and uh, the, f- the former governor have stacked the courts. And, and you know, we were ex- expecting this decision. And we'll see where it plays. I mean, for me personally, listen, when, when I went through the uh, before I was actually elected and uh, th- those, that seat was redrawn, my seat got worse than in, 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 in the redistricting. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're saying that, you know, the, the maps now will be a bit more fair. Um, I don't see how somebody like me, I mean, Joe Biden won my seat by almost 16 points. I don't see how you make it much worse than that. And we beat, uh, you know, we beat our Democratic opponent uh, with, uh, with the seat that we're in now, and we'll beat them again. So in terms of what happens next, to see if this, in fact, does become official, this, this latest redistricting effort, what happens next? So, so now I believe the date that they gave was the, the maps had to be redrawn uh, by, the, by the commission by February 28th. And I'm assuming at that point, once we see the maps, um, and, de- and depending, you know, how ridiculous the Democrats draw them, because we all know that, you know, they, they can't do anything fairly. Uh, they're going to go way overboard and, and put themselves probably in a worse position than they did back in 21 and 2022. Uh, and then at that point, we'll, we'll attempt to uh, appeal it and uh, move forward through the court proceedings. And you do feel confident that if you attempt to appeal it, you can win that? I'm not confident in anything. What I am confident in is that uh, I will win these seats, and we have a, a good conference uh, from New York. We have quality candidates, and that's what this is about. It's about having good con- candidates, regular people, people that are fighting for New York, and the Republicans are on the right side of every issue. Voters are smart. They yeah. see how ridiculous this gerrymandering is, and that's why we're winning in blue states, because they've screwed them up so badly. You know, talking about Republicans on the right side of every issue, and you're not going to get mad because you and I become very, very close, and I've said on air many, many times, it's a big deal, you know, that you're my favorite House member. But the, the longer George Santos has gone, the more I like him. And he actually called me a couple of days ago. We were joking around about the cameo stuff, and he actually saw Lauren Boebert after I did Saturday night at that big event with Trump at Cipriani's. And again, 
you know, all the stuff that he did, uh, I don't know exactly what he did. Nobody really does. It doesn't sound great. But I'm worried about politics. And he voted for America every time. He voted for Israel every time. And I know that Joe Cairo and Peter King and you and all the guys out there on Long Island are going to get a great candidate and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if you're going to beat Tom Swazi. And if we lose that seat because we ousted George Santos, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be pissed. Do you find yourself as angry with George Santos today as you were when you guys specifically on Long Island started this effort to expel him? Sid, I, you know, I, I said from day one that the issues that I had with George Santos, they were never personal. This was about the, the, the fact are that if, if, if Republicans especially, if we're going to be the party of election integrity and we're going to hold others accountable or we're going to call out others and, and try to hold them accountable, we need to also police our own. And I truly believe that the longer that uh, Santos stayed in office, the more of, a, of an issue that he would have played for the rest of the Republicans, uh, not only in New York, but in the tri-state area. There it is, Anthony D'Esposito on George Santos. So when we spoke last week, uh, I think you were uh, looking to impeach Mayorkas, who not only should be impeached, but to be honest, what he's done at the border, which I believe Mike Johnson is right, I would put Ukraine third or fourth. Israel should get money before Ukraine. And honestly, our own country should get the money for the border first. Mike Johnson is right. What Mayorkas has done has been a crime above and beyond impeachment. But I'll take impeachment for starters. Where are we in that process? So the the Homeland Security Committee, which is uh, one of the committees that I sit on, we've gone through. uh, Now we're in the fifth phase of the process, conducting an investigation as to exactly why Secretary Mayorkas has been derelict in his duties and why he should be impeached. I mean, most re- the numbers are insane. I mean, you got probably over 5.4 million illegal border crossings. You got 1.5 million gotaways. You got people that have come into this country that are on the known terror watch list. We don't know where they are, what they're doing. And you talk to Mayorkas, and every time we have him in front of the committee, he does his best to squirm out of answering the real questions. And I, I stand with Speaker Johnson. You know he was, he was in Nassau County just a couple of weeks ago. We need to secure our border before we continue to send money uh, elsewhere. We need to make sure that this border is secure because literally our national security is at stake. I know you tend to agree with Peter King, which is not a bad thing. I love Peter. He's a brilliant guy. You tend to agree with him on just about everything. But he and I have had some legendary fights on this show because I wanted to stop giving Ukraine money a long time ago. And I still feel that way. I feel more stronger about it now than ever. When I see Biden overnight basically sticking it to Israel, saying, ah, you guys aren't doing the right thing, you know, you're bombing too much, and then basically making out with Zelensky, oh, what do you need, baby, $61 billion? I'll get it for you. He ain't going to get it. But the point is, I'm sick and tired of giving the Ukraine money. I'm sorry I was that way months ago. Do you still feel as strongly as maybe you did months and months ago continuing to give money towards a war that, quite frankly, is never going to end, ever? I, I don't. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to say when, I, when I've uh, swayed a little bit in, in my decision-making, I think that... Um, is, that because, is that because of me? Did, did I, I hope I changed your mind. I hope it was me. It's, everything <laughs> is because of you, Sid. You know that. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, listen, when, when, you, when you look at the facts and, and you read through everything, I mean, first of all, we need to protect our allies, without a doubt. We need to make sure that Russia and Putin aren't making moves that are going to uh, put us in, in harm's way. 
Um, but we need to know where that money is being spent and what it's being spent on. It cannot be an open-ended checkbook. And, and I mean, yesterday, I think it was, or last night, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but Biden said something to the effect that, well, you know, Israel should change their government. Well, we, we agree we should change our president. But, you know, I mean, the, fa the facts are we need to defend our, our allies. And right now, uh, with the situation that's going on, we are literally trying to help Israel dismantle a terrorist organization. That's what we need to be focused on. And before that, we need to be focused on our southern border. Could not agree more. This is why I love Anthony D'Esposito. So one more, talking about Biden. Uh, again, I keep hearing you've got, you have the votes, you have the votes. Mike Johnson seems determined to get it done. The impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden, where are we with that? Well, it's going to the floor, and, and I believe the, the speaker has the, uh, the votes. And listen, like I've explained to the press recently, you know, I've gotten threats. You, you run in a Biden district. If you vote for this, there's no way you'll ever win again. There's been over, well over 90, 90 impeachment inquiries that have come through the House of Representatives. And clearly, from our history, all 90-something of those individuals weren't impeached. This is an opportunity for the members of the House who do not sit on the committees of jurisdiction, the Ways and Means Committee, the Judiciary um, and Oversight, to get the information that those members have been uh, gathering during their investigation so that we can understand what's going on and make a decision moving forward. I mean, we've heard all of, all of the, the, the items that they've collected, whether it's the checks, whether it's the payments, whether it's the involvement in, uh, in overseas affairs. I mean, so let's get the information. Let us, uh, those that don't sit on those committees, Let's get the information and let's move forward. Listen, Mike Johnson thus far, since he's, he started, you, you know, me and you disagreed a little bit. But, you know, when we were electing him, we wanted to make sure that uh, Mike Johnson or whoever the speaker was knew that New York and Long Island was important. He's been there for us. I mean, just yesterday, I don't know if you read it, but I mean, myself, Garbarino and Melota were able to get uh, into the NDAA, another $676 million for the 9-11 health program. This is something that Peter King worked on, you know, it, the last uh, years of his career, and we were able to get it across the finish line. And that was one of the items that we told Speaker Johnson that was a must if, we, if he wanted our support to be Speaker. So, you know, he, he has, uh, he's been right thus far, so we'll see how it goes.